Hi there, this is Paul from the Bloatbusters podcast. Have you lost weight? You look terrific. Anyway, in the course of recording this show, it turned out that there was some air conditioning going on in the background, and I have been unable to edit it out completely. It's a lot better than it was, but it is still there. So please do bear with us when it kicks in, and hopefully that does not impact your enjoyment of this episode of the Bloatbusters podcast. The Blokebusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts, such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to another Film for Thought. Yay! Our experiment (laughs) in randomness. Randomness, yay! Um, So, this one, uh, you already know pretty much what this is about, probably, by reading whatever title we've come up with. Uh, (laughs) But essentially, I um, was kicking around this idea and uh, texted Paul, because I had just seen three... I wouldn't call them similar films, but... uh, Similar themes. Era films. um, Yeah, Trumbo with, you know, the blacklist, uh, definitely the most heavy on communism. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-communism. You're yeah. like, wait, what does this have to do with communism? Um, <laughs> we'll get that. Hail Caesar uh, was in there, and then, shit, what was the other one? <laughs> and then the other one. <laughs> and then the other one. Yes. Good, good, good. Um, but all just kind of had me thinking uh, commie thoughts. <laughs> and... Uh, I was thinking, why don't we do something that kind of gives a little love to those guys and gals that are behind the scenes, kind of the unsung heroes, as it were, of film, filmmaking, the people that work just as hard on a film, whether it's something you adore or abhor. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. They're doing, the, it's a job, you know, not, not, necess- not to say that there aren't creative, passionate people doing these jobs. But I would imagine for some of them, or maybe even a good percentage of them, it, it, it's a paycheck. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a way to make a living. <laughs> right, especially when we get into this list. There's a couple. <laughs> yeah. So where do you want to start with this then? Because obviously loads of credits you'll see have the, oh, the odd the odd names. names and credits, yeah. Yeah, like, loads of names in there. And then you get the ones where anyone that doesn't really know much about film will go, Mm-hmm. What the hell's a gaffer? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but first off, top by all means, is this a not an inclusive list? No, uh, we don't so have we, time. We for are that. not trying to. Yes, <laughs> we're not trying to offend any of the people that we miss because we're going to miss most of the jobs. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we're uh, just highlighting just a few. Yeah, yeah, and for any of you that want to yell at us about <laughs> ones we've missed or mm-hmm. say how badly we've represented the ones that we haven't missed, uh, yes. this, we're on Twitter at Blokebuster. Facebook.com slash blokebusters. You can email us your disdain at blokebusterpodcast.gmail.com. You can go to our website, blokebusters.webs.com. No method of getting a hold of us there, but it's a nice website. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So where should we All start right, I with guess this? Uh, you brought up gaffer. So what the hell is a gaffer? <laughs> a gaffer. Well, let's... And wait, for, did you know what a gaffer was prior to I, this podcast? Or I will say that for pretty much all of these... 
I knew roughly, roughly what yeah, they did. Maybe not the full extent of their responsibilities. Yeah, I just no. I hadn't gone through mm-hmm. and figured out exactly yeah. what their jobs mm-hmm. were. So a gaffer, for those of you that are like, uh, what? Is the head electrician, basically, on mm-hmm. a film set or on a or TV Or lighting set. technician or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, That's the thing. When it's, it says head electrician... For the most part, that's lighting. Like, yeah. it, it might mm-hmm. also have He's something not plugging to do. in toasters. No, uh, yes, no. <laughs> it, it might. It <laughs> might, might have something yeah. to do with making sure there's the electricity for the cameras and stuff like uh-huh. that. But no light... actors are getting shocked. On no, the set. yes, but lighting <laughs> yeah. is the main yeah. point of this guy's job, mm-hmm. and there's some controversy over where exactly the name came from but it's generally accepted that very late 20s and early 30s is when the name first started coming about and it has to do with the fact that they use a gaff to change and move around the lighting so that's that's where that came from and if you're wondering what a gaff is imagine the old vaudeville pulling someone off a stage with a hook but but not but made of metal and probably, probably a little not 12 smaller. feet long yeah <laughs> or 40 feet long whatever it is yeah, yeah. the hook yeah. itself is not quite as big so. no. <laughs> i don't know if it can pull a full size uh, no. sure. yeah yes probably um, not so probably could do some damage i don't know oh yeah <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> definitely right do some damage <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so right. where do you want to go after the gaffer well if we're we're talking about the gaffer then i think we do need to talk about the people that are directly underneath the okay. gaffer and you got your best boy mm. who is the assistant to both the gaffer and also the key grip and yes. we can key move grip would kind of be on an equal level with the gaffer yes yeah. and uh well, tell you what, then let's do key grip key just grip before first, we do and then we'll work, work best down, boy. Yeah. So the key grip is, depending on which area they're working on, typically it's the one that does the, the dollies and the crane for the cameras. Yeah, a lot of camera mounting setups, yeah. but, uh, rigging. Yeah, yeah, and, and actually operating those specific things as well. Mm-hmm. Like Obviously they're not operating the camera but they're operating the thing that the camera is on yes <laughs> so the, yes the physical aspects of what yeah that, that camera's around yeah and then also if it's the the grip in the lighting section then they are just the ones that are doing a lot of stuff with the lighting like anything that's really moving it around if need be um not the actual setup that belongs to uh, someone else who I think we'll get to, but just any actual moving once it's all done, like that—that's their job as well. So, and when we say key, those people are like the head of that section, and then you'll have several grips underneath yes, them. The, the grip and, underlings, <laughs> yeah. And so, so the key grip will supervise and order around, and then the actual grips will be the one yeah. Yeah. So, things the, so the grip and ca- uh, gaffer report directly to the DOP or cinematographer um, yes it, yes yeah. you got the the DP cinematographer mm-hmm. main camera guy and that guy is the one who is just in charge of all the camera crew and generally all the set as well <laughs> but uh, yeah so that, that's that one done as well so yes best boy, boy. they are the, the <laughs> No. Let's give the boy hands. No, okay. no, let's not. Okay, let's not. All right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so the assist. There'll be the assistant to the gaffer and the assistant to the key grip as well. And so obviously, it uh, used to be. To use an Austin Powers, it's 
His number two. Yes, number two. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and they are the one that will be, like, they used to be the apprentice that had been with them the longest, or that they prefer to use. The most talented as other than the, <laughs> yes. the boss. <laughs> and, and the best boy typically acts as sort of the foreman for whatever area they're in so the hiring and firing mm. the uh, the micromanagement stuff yeah, like that the, all the other grips and uh, yeah the yeah. crew that yes are doing those so yes it's one of those ones where trying to find the exact line of succession <laughs> the best boy is the one that will mm-hmm. handle hiring and firing and most of all if we're doing president analogy I think uh, best boy needs about 35 people to die before he's the director. Yes. <laughs> Some, somewhere around there. Yes. Assuming they don't just hire a different director from outside. No, as I said, we're just in the, this world, we're living by presidential succession yes. lines. <laughs> that is how it works. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that, like, so, some of these jobs you think of as, like, Oh, well, maybe that's just a runner. Like, no, Best Boy is much higher than a runner. Yeah, it's, it's quite an important job, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, however, as we'll get into very shortly, uh, there definitely, are more, uh, definitely jobs not the there, most maybe. stressful. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you have next on your list. Well, you have it a little more organized than myself. Okay, well, uh, let's talk about Sparks before we move into uh, the camera stuff. Sparks, and you'll say, like, it, that's mm. just a guy's nickname. You mean nickname, liquor beverage? And... No, no, no. No, that. also known as a juicer, and uh, depending on what you're talking about, that can be a steroids good or bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, this guy is the lighting technician. Oh, I was Yes. Okay. And he handles all of the electrical needs and placement and focuses of the lights on the and, set. And just for saving correction for later, when we say he he or she. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, this... We are origin- living in a modern time, and yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the reason we're saying he, especially with these names, is these names are archaic and have been around for so long. <laughs> yes. And just the idea of it being a guy doing it has permeated into the language. So that's... Okay. Is, so when we say he, way, interchange yes. as need be. Yes, he, she, or they, <laughs> or it. So yes, li- lighting technician, if you see sparks, that's what it is. And it's, it, anything that has to do with lighting, they're in charge of. So someone might be above them telling them what to do, but they are the ones that get it done. It. <laughs> yeah. Right, so one thing that you might think of is obviously director of photography is in charge of camera. No, he is in charge of the crew of the camera. Then you get into the assistant camera, which would, or as could be the first assistant camera. This is someone who, it might be less so now, but was or is in charge of the focus of the camera. And you'll think, okay, Doesn't that so. Do so, it on its own? Yeah, yeah. So they're the one that press uh-huh. the button. So, no, these are the people that, based on where the actor is standing on the set, will move the focus physically on the camera without looking through the camera mm-hmm. so that the person that is the main focus of the shot is always in focus. I really want to talk to one of these people <laughs> so much. Like, we need to find a focus puller. Yeah. I mean, it, this it, is... it sounds like something that must take years of practice to be... Yeah, because as we said, be that, that familiar with it. They're not looking through a viewfinder at all. They're not looking at a, a screen that shows them stuff. Yeah, it's just... like if someone steps back, say a foot, 
they know exactly where mm-hmm. they need to move this one ring yeah. on the camera mm-hmm. for that person to stay and in Imagine focus. if uh, an actor is walking from screen left to screen right, but they're also walking deeper into the scene. Yeah. So they have to constantly be or adjusting as, that. As the camera is moving, <laughs> yeah. like, even if the person is moving across, if the camera's moving, the focus mm-hmm. will be changing. Yeah, so he has to change it just in that, but then also the added distance yeah. of it being further away from camera increasing like a graph. Like, that yeah. boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's something that you, you have to have a feel for, I think. that I don't think there's a lot of people that could learn that as quickly as you would need to. Yeah, that's not something you yeah get hired and you get trained on. <laughs> no, you know what you're doing. That would very much, I think, be like an apprenticeship type thing yeah. where you just have to spend many, uh, many, many hours on film set yeah. to watch what they do and try to yeah, and then try pr- to grasp what they're doing. And then practicing when there's no one on set. That <laughs> and needs no to... money on the line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. yeah. So, and so you'll be thinking to yourself, like, Wow, that's a really stressful job. We haven't reached the most stressful job that I've found mm. yet. We're about to. This is someone called the Clapper Loader. And that also is called the Second Assistant Cameraman. And so you'll think to yourself, well, if the first Assistant Cameraman is doing the focus and stuff, like the Second Assistant must just be like just helping out with the cameras needed and stuff like that. What follows is a list of what I found as the duties of this guy. This one person has yeah. to do this. And deep breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Generally assisting the rest of the camera crew, utilizing the camera trainee film loader or runner if one has been brought on, keeping the inventory of all equipment, film, and expendables, requesting the film stock, securing the equipment, unloading and loading the equipment, Checking the loading materials and spaces to prevent light leaks. Checking, cleaning, and keeping clean the magazines and the loading environment. Organizing and cleaning the equipment space. Maintaining and cleaning the equipment. Loading and unloading the film stock from and to the magazines. Labeling the equipment, boxes, magazines, and storage spaces. Marking actors and props as essential so that the focus can be adjusted by I'm the just first step out assistant. For a few minutes, but I'll be right back. <laughs> and marking and operating the clapperboard properly, as the name would imply. Mm-hmm. Keeping meticulous and accurate camera notes. Writing the negative report sheets in detail. Interfacing with continuity in order to know what takes to print. Charging the batteries for the camera and accessories. Preparation of the film to be sent to the lab, keeping records of time, per diems, and expenses for the entire camera crew, liaising with the production, rental houses, editing laboratories, and unions, record-keeping of all camera-related paperwork, including negative reports, daily stock report, film inventory report, lab orders, rental contract, and expendable orders... Ensuring that all instructions from the director of photography are passed on properly to the labs and post houses (laughs) and relaying reports from the lab about the rushes to the director of photography. That is the second assistant cameraman, people. (laughs) Uh, So, sorry to bring up presidents again, but these people must age faster than presidents. Yes. Yeah, your best hope is to be brought on as the second assistant cameraman, and for the first assistant cameraman to have a stroke Stroke immediately. Uh (laughs) Very uh, 
accident. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then for you to also have learned enough from them yes. to be able to fulfill the functions of the, the first assistant cameraman. Yeah. I, I don't I want do to step not, up into that job. Like, I do not ooh. want this job. That is one job you don't want to get promoted to. Like, if you're under the second camera, like, no, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's one of those things where, like, I'm sure it is a way to learn the ropes quicker than anything else. It's just like, here you go. This is your job now. Yeah, I'm sure if you've been had that job on a couple of film sets, you know more about movies than 99% of the population. Yeah, you, you you understand exactly what goes into making these films if you have that job. And all the power to people that have this job. Like, now, I, I, I can't... I think it might... I don't know. It might just seem to me... I, I highly doubt that every single person has all of those responsibilities that has that job title. I don't know. I, That's just kind of how I feel. Like, I don't feel like... I, I don't think <laughs> the Ridiculous Six was having that this person do all of that. I don't know. That's probably, just my feeling. I'd, I'd like to job. hope not, but... Yeah. but I just... That was just a website that stated yeah. these are the duties of yeah. this role. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm... Yeah, I believe <laughs> most of that, but... Yeah, it, it, ah, it's wow. one of those things that I, I hope that they have more than one clapper loader for a shoot because mm-hmm. if you like even if you just have two I, yeah some of that has to be delegated out because there's just no <laughs> way uh, yeah and it, this guy if he does not do his job properly will ruin a film shoot like if mm-hmm. he is the only person that handles the negatives that is it if this guy messes up which negative is where or exactly what happened to this negative make sure that there's no light that touches it easily millions of dollars will vanish because of one guy's mistake one day (laughs) the the amount of pressure (laughs) on this guy so uh yeah chin up chats keep keep doing what you're doing Uh, we certainly appreciate (laughs) it yes yeah and, and just think about this this guy is about eight or nine rungs underneath the director and this guy has possibly the most important job when it comes to preserving the film. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, this Good is how Hollywood you. works, people. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, and did you have... the only other one that I have written down that we haven't touched on, aside from a special mention, mm-hmm. is Boom. And I like to think at this point, even your average film goer will understand what a boom mic Mm -hmm. is. But this is the guy who is in charge of the placement of the microphone and is the assistant to the production sound mixer. Yeah, yeah, you've seen them, the big boom poles with the large fuzzy mic on the end. Yeah, uh, That uh, will creep into a Mel uh, Brooks film uh, (laughs) from time to time. Yeah, Yeah. if if someone is attacked by the Swartz lightsaber, (laughs) how he goes. (laughs) Uh But yeah, so any sound stuff typically has to do with where the boom is placed, and that will pick up a lot of what someone says and then ADR is later on but they obviously want to try and use as much on-set dialogue as possible so this is the guy that's in charge of that or carry around a weird fanny pack of these knobs and switches and wires and just carrying around this giant pole at all time must have one arm thicker than the other by the end I'm sure (laughs) just because of having to hold on to this thing 
I had a couple more before we get to your special mention. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I th- one of my favorite uh, behind the scenes uh, people is the script supervisor. Yeah. And um, a lot of you might know what that is as well. And I think it's probably been somewhat common knowledge for a little while but yeah they their main priority is continuity so (laughs) keeping track of continuity which is not an easy thing to do um when (laughs) movies are almost always shot out of sequence keeping track so they have to coordinate with the wardrobe props uh the set dressing hair and makeup and the actions of the actors in any scene yeah to I mean, they're constantly making notes to, okay, so we reshoot this, and how was the lighting that day, and how, you know, um, how can we match that? Okay, the the scar was on this cheek, the scar has to always be on that cheek, Uh, you know, so you'll see... If you see like a film that has one or two continuity errors, I think that's an amazing job by the script supervisor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and there are varying degrees of, um, you know, <laughs> boo boos. Uh, yeah. Like the one you pointed out in Deadpool with the uh, the, 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 the strap, the strap yeah, changing yeah, sides. That's, I think, a minor one. A major one for me would be Dark Knight uh, Rises, where. He's that is chasing Bane through the tunnel. It is daylight. They emerge from the tunnel and it's night. Yeah. That is a huge continuity error. But I think that's that one might even be there on there on purpose. I don't know, just to get it Maybe. into nighttime. But that yeah. that seemed really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, it doesn't go you know, that fast, people. That's <laughs> new, not quite. Yeah, the sun doesn't set that quickly. But uh yeah, they're they're pretty much a um liaison for like the editor and the writer on set right so you know that, when a lot of times they're not on set yeah and, and they're trying to think what that person would want on the set as yeah well, so. it, it, i think it's a yeah i mean a few of these are pretty thankless but i think that's a pretty stressful job as well because, well yeah and you're the person that yeah. needs to grind something to a halt if you think you've noticed something yeah and you better be right yes <laughs> <laughs> i i i do believe that like obviously everyone gets second chances i I think this is one person that you grind it to a halt and you are wrong you you're probably to... replaced <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. E- even if you've been right 20 times before if you notice something and you say wait hold on hold on what about this and then you look at it like the mug was in Ooh. his other hand oh wait no i forgot yeah. to reverse it on the film it was actually in the correct hand sorry guys we're yeah. good. <laughs> oh you just cost us 100 grand yeah. for uh, not it, having the cameras rolling right yeah, now. It, yeah. It, it better have been in the first five seconds of the shot <laughs> like yeah yes but oh my gosh can you imagine uh Birdman with uh, those extremely long takes. Yeah, or uh, uh, Children of Men yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, with that like, 16 minute or something scene. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be the actor 10 minutes in who messes their line up. Like, oh, you're, you're, you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> there's no gag reel on that. They're, you're getting gagged <laughs> if you screw that up. Um, and then the, lastly, the, the probably the lowest of the low, uh, <laughs> sorry guys and gals, would be the PAs, the production assistants. Yeah, the, These are your gophers, your your bagel grab, your hunter uh, coffee grabbers. Um, yeah. I, I equated Paul earlier, I think, I, I'm kind of happy with this metaphor. It's um, in the old times, a, uh, you know, um, a gentleman w- might throw his overcoat or whatever <laughs> on, over a puddle so that his lady might step on that and not, you know, step into the puddle. That's yeah. a production assistant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they yeah. are there to take all the shit, and uh, I don't even know if they get even paid that much. I think a lot of that times they're internships or... Yeah, it's either yeah. internships or th- this is the role that... You take, you get paid, mm-hmm. scale, maybe, if you're mm-hmm. lucky, 
and the idea is you're there to probably find out which job you want to move into. Yeah. And or, or if you're lucky enough for a slot to appear in the job mm-hmm. that you want to move into. I mean, yeah. probably the best example of this, and this is going to sound crazy, is in Jay and Son and Bob Strike Back when they get to the set and it's being directed by Chris Rock's character mm-hmm. and he's just got the one guy who's like, here's the coffee that you ordered. Like, you spin this, didn't you? No, I didn't. And he just throws the coffee in his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's your production assistant. Yeah, everyone. pretty much, yeah. If someone says jump, you say, oh, hi, yeah, you can get me this, this coffee. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It, if the director has a bad day, you do not want to be in his eyeline because you will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> or Christian Bale's eyeline, you don't want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, anyone, that goes for anyone on I'll the say, list. Yeah. That was the lighting guy, I believe. But, yeah. yes. Well deserved, I think, actually, because he did bring things to a whole... Yeah, cost I mean, people I, a lot of money, you know. Yeah, it, it's one of the things that everyone says. You know, okay, he overreacted. Number one, he that, was kind of sticking up for everyone that because he screwed up things for a lot of people, not just Bale. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, brought everything to a halt. And I mean, I, that then brings us into question: like, did Bale overreact, or was it? Nah, like, yeah, it, it, I think it was justified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could say maybe he didn't need to shout at him like as much as he did, but. As Christian Bell pointed out in later interviews, <laughs> like it, he was preparing for an emotionally charged scene, yeah. and like he was in character at the time, and they, they just messed up. So. Too bad it was a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Our thoughts on Terminator are well documented. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, and I just have one special oh, mention. Oh yes, please, honorable like, special mention. Po- possibly the best film credit to have ever existed mm-hmm. is uh, Mr. Phil Tippett. And I'm just going to leave it here for those of you that know who Mr. Phil Tipper was. Mm-hmm. He was the dinosaur supervisor in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes. Right? Not Park. the world. Okay. 1993's yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yes. He was the one that was responsible for the supervising of the dinosaurs. And uh, look what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's worked again. <laughs> Did he play the lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job, Phil. One job. <laughs> As the meme goes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times films can occasionally have fun with their credits and they'll give you the odd uh, thing. I can only assume he was someone that was high up in the department of the company that made the actual animatronics of the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, yes. th- that doesn't matter. He has the official designation. For those of you that would like to believe he was supervising yeah. real dinosaurs, oh. we will allow that. Yes. So, <laughs> and that, that that actually is all that matters in the end. It doesn't matter what job you actually did on set. Obviously, when it comes to whether or not someone will hire you on a future film set, it depends on what your credit was. So everything we just talked about, that is what the stigma is around that role. So maybe you do actually want to be the clapper loader or the second Mm -hmm. assistant camera. Yeah. Because if you are the person that has that credit on that film, then everyone knows this is what you did. So uh, maybe what you want is for something to happen to the clapper loader about a month before the film ends, and for you to get that role, and then you end up having a credit for only a, a month worth of work. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> not that we want anything bad to no, happen no, no, to no, these no, people. No, 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 no. Not but, at all. No. But this um, is what your best scenario is if you are working in this industry, yeah. unfortunately. 
And oh, sorry, just a real quick, a uh, couple honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> picture card coordinator. Who I uh, one my time at the theater, I one of my friends at the time, his dad was a picture card coordinator, and um, so <laughs> they just uh, pretty much locate all the vehicles for a film, right? You know, and they're that's pretty much their job. Uh, he worked on The Dark Knight. His dad. And, oh, nice. <laughs> um, yes. I think I can say this now. Maybe the statute of limitations is expired, but I got to see the uncut, uh, I won't, I'll leave his name out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. My friend no I names. haven't seen no in names. a while. Yeah. Um, but I was able to see on his laptop, he brought over to my place, the unfinished semi flip. Uh, All right. Of, of the, you know, yeah, flips but, in the middle of the Chicago street. Yeah, with, uh, with the Joker. And yeah, I, I got to see that raw footage, and that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was ever in theaters. Yeah, and, yeah that, that's uh, cool. And, and sadly, I did. Uh, like, I was shame, like, I was ready to move to Chicago for three months. Like, I, I'm like, do I ask him? I'm like, I'm like, he's missing this all the time. Like, I'm his friend, but I did. I'm like. Just asking any PA yeah. spots there. He's like, and yeah, nah, I think everyone's good. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to ask. Yeah, I mean, um, that, that's going to be the the thing with the giant budget mm-hmm. movies is everyone will be locked in oh, way yeah. before it, you ever get a chance. It's nepotism to the extreme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's someone's nephew, someone's cousin, someone's, yeah. <laughs> Those jobs are taken. They're not just going to hire a random. Um, yeah. And then um, lastly, a, a podcast made me aware of this guy, uh, this job, a colorist, doesn't do the hair. He is yeah. the actual, he or she is the actual last person that touches the film before yeah, well, the projector or projectionist. Yeah, one, um, once it is completely edited, they are the person that will be in charge of any color and, issues and whatsoever. And it is a art job. Like, there is skill to this job. It's not a button pusher. They, if the mood is down, they want to bring in a little more blue into the scene. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just matching colors uh, also bringing continuity to the film yeah. they'll talk with the editor what did you want to do with this you know yeah. or, or the director what on, was your point on, with this and on top of they'll have colors that well let's say correlate. that there's a slight issue with the film right they, mm-hmm. they are going to be the last hope to avoid any reshoots like, yeah. th- this person mm-hmm. will have so much pressure from the mm-hmm. studio like yeah. the, we've got the clapper loader has so much pressure on set this guy is going to have the studio breathing down his neck, his or her neck, because if they cannot fix this shot, it's going to be another several million dollars. So just to bring <laughs> yeah. everyone back now. Yeah, so. Was, uh, yeah, so obviously you were familiar with it. I wasn't. Um, but <laughs> I think, yeah, that's uh, kind of a cool job. They're kind of the last person, like I said before that, but those films get sent out. <laughs> that yeah. is holding the physical film. Yeah, like, I mean, touch, I, yeah looking at it and when it, it up. When it comes to jobs that I would love to have like if we're going for working in an ideal world i have said that uh, probably continuity editor so i'll just script supervisor yeah. would be up there and then editor for me is my thing and then like obviously this guy is basically working side by side with the editor yeah, at the end a lot of, the of times process. in the editing bay yeah yeah, yeah and so yeah it, i mean i'm sure i'd love to do the coloring but uh I think like, be excellent at script supervisor because you do have a, just a knack for detail <laughs> yeah and it, that, those things do glare at you quite easily uh, yeah it it yeah. Just, well it's just one of those things, especially on set like mm-hmm. i i find it so difficult to believe when i see someone standing there and it keeps cutting back and forth and it's like they've got a full glass they've got an empty glass mm-hmm. they've got a full glass it's like mm-hmm. like how was no one paying attention yeah. to how yeah. much they were drinking during the scene mm-hmm. like, you'd you think but like, and, yeah so many times like uh, you know um, 
it's just I think a byproduct of how the you know it works is they shoot one side, one person's uh, yeah. camera, you know, and then they shoot the other side, you know, in a two-person dialogue, you know, and then so the paper towel disappears and appears <laughs> in the bathroom. You're and, like, huh? <laughs> they clearly did not shoot this on the same day, or yeah. yeah. And exactly, yeah. like this is exactly why we wanted to cover this. Like every, everything we've just said that appears in the finished film. Like, this is actually all down to this one guy who, despite any reservations he might have brought out on the day, despite everything they would have done, everything in their power to make sure that this doesn't happen. If the editor decides that they're going to use this shot over this shot, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a lot of times it's that you choose performance over continuity. Yeah. Uh, and And then yeah. when we are sitting here saying, well, we noticed this one thing, mm-hmm. Like, you can point at, well, this was actually this guy, the script supervisor's fault, when it isn't. It's the fact yeah. that they got it right on the day, mm-hmm. but the editor wanted a different version. Yeah, and maybe they only had two or three good takes of that scene. Yeah. And the performance was lacking in the one that had good continuity. Uh, yeah. so, so, you might go, okay, let's go with the better performance and just have this little mistake in the background. Yeah, and then the way that the system is set up, you have 20 different roles, and there's the higher-ups that make the ultimate decision, so you can only try as best you can. And that is what we mean by all of these underdog roles. It's like, you you work your ass off Mm -hmm. as hard as you can, you do the best job you can, and you normally, like, you get people that do take this as seriously as possible and just do the best job, Mm -hmm. and you still end up with people above you making the decisions, which can then possibly reflect badly on you just because people assume that you had more power than you did. Yeah. So all of these jobs just so difficult to work on and I would both want this job and definitely not want this yeah, job just at the like same the time. Just like the stress of finding cuz the, just the the cla- or just the nature of filmmaking uh, you're not working a 9 to 5 and uh so when's the, where's the next job coming from? If yep. you're a famous director, if you're Christopher Nolan or you're Michael Keaton or something, you got you don't have to worry too much about getting hired again. Yeah. Um, and, and you can also <laughs> wait long enough to have something come along that you want to do. Yeah, you need to be working steadily at, at these jobs. Um so you hop over to a TV show for a couple few days or whatever then you know yeah. a music video or uh <laughs> you know then onto a movie whatever so um i can just you know it's part of why i love movies so much is the collaborative nature of it it's yes so much comes the, together so many people are involved <laughs> on you know big budget films thousands and thousands of people <laughs> Um, yeah, animators and, and you know so many people we missed uh, yeah I mean I, if this were three years ago I would gladly have just taken a week off work do something unpaid mm-hmm. like yeah, it, yeah, at, at the moment the way my life is right now <laughs> I don't have the luxury of doing that mm-hmm. but you know like, let, let's say I was able to take a week of half my current pay just to do this mm-hmm. like I I don't think there would oh, be a I'd, time where I I'd wouldn't do, do I'd be it. a PA for zero money that's yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and I know people are thinking oh well you're thinking you want to be on Dark Knight or something like I would do it on a shitty movie. I don't care. No, yeah, <laughs> just to be around that experience and to have that experience. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think let let's say if it were going to be a you know a, an independent production, like I would gladly spend like several weekends on the trot just having my second job be an unpaid mm-hmm. assistant on these films just for the experience. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if it were a bigger budget film, yeah, I, I'd like some money put into that for the week off. But <laughs> yes, yes, because yes. because uh-huh. that would be available. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I would I would love to spend some time, more time than I've had immersed into this <laughs> yes. world. So. Um, also, sorry, just thought of it. Tutors on set, like young actors, have a tutor that are on set because they can't go to school. Um, sorry, Lucky that one salts. just popped up. Yeah, yeah so yeah, we'll uh, end it before I keep the. But <laughs> just yeah, I guess. Um, I don't want to put words into Paul's mouth, but thank you to these people yeah, uh, no, for doing a job that yeah, d- that, d- that helps bring a, an end product that we really, really, really love. Yeah, ob- yeah. obviously. Uh, our in- entire podcast is factored around these guys having done this job so that these films can exist. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Keep you. doing what you're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, hopefully in future more people will know about this. Like, if not just from us doing this episode right here, but from more people realizing what goes into this, because yeah. so it, many people don't. Exactly. And just lastly, I know um, when you go to the theater, um, the movie's over. Movies are long. You've sat through 20 minutes of trailers and advertisements for the theater itself <laughs> and Dolby Digital advertisements and yeah. all that. and. Watch a few minutes of the credits. Um, not a, and not just a Marvel film because there's something in it for you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> just watch no. a few. Read a couple of the names to yourself in your head and yeah, especially, kind of show a little love to that person that worked hard. Especially if you enjoyed the film, get to know some of the the names and roles of like. It, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, when you get down to like the just grip, there's going to be so many names there. But yeah, do keep an eye out for, as we said, you know the best boy the the director of photography mm-hmm. like some of these roles that you normally wouldn't pay attention to because yeah, music supervisor composer of course uh yeah yeah some mm-hmm. of these people if you just look up the stuff they've worked on and how much power they had at the time like you might find some films that you wouldn't look at normally that you're like okay i'll give it a mm-hmm. shot because that, i enjoyed this it's another avenue into enjoying a film while i didn't necessarily enjoy this aspect of it but a b and c were really good uh, yeah. you know, um, the yeah. jobs these people did on it, I can really see it. It's kind of <laughs> like how I can hear music, but to a music expert, they hear something completely different than what I hear. Yeah, um, like, you know, they yeah, hear we... the beats, the counts, the, you know, so you can. It's a deeper way into watching film, I think. Is yeah, to so, appreciate these people, which, which is uh, to, to a lesser extent what we're doing with these film for thought episode. We're just mm-hmm. enjoying these other aspects that you wouldn't actually think of normally. So, yeah. so yeah, we we hope you enjoy that, and we hope you've enjoyed this. <laughs> and I, I couldn't have said it better. And I, I think we should leave it off there. <laughs> I think that is an excellent idea, Paul. All right. Well, I've been Paul. All right, and I've been Brian. See ya.